I hear people say how busy they are all the time. And what I think is really important is that you make the time to get back to people and taking the time to meet with people. I think it's important to listen, get to know people's stories. I think there's two really important things that influence who you are as a person. It's where did you grow up and your childhood. Right. I think someone's answer to those two questions can shed a lot of light on who they are. And for Lauren Gallo, who you just heard there, a large part of who she is today started with her parents and the hustle and bustle of Manhattan. I grew up in New York and there's something about Manhattan that makes you that much more hungrier in life. New York has a lot to do with who I am as a person. My parents always worked hard when I was younger and still do to this day. They always remind me that whatever I want in this world, I'm responsible for going after it. And I take that incredibly seriously. I was instilled with great values and a really strong work ethic. And you know what they say, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. So Lauren comes across as this extremely intelligent and articulate person. She's amassed some amazing experiences over these industry-leading brands, including technology, sportswear, and hospitality. What are some of those experiences? So Lauren spent several years at Nike, and one of her key roles was serving as the global head of social media and digital brand for Nike Women. Another cool thing about Lauren is that she's made it onto the Forbes 30 under 30 list in marketing and advertising. I think she's gotten to this point by having this incredible work ethic and knowing really clearly where she is in life and her progress. Earlier on in Lauren's career, before she achieved these amazing milestones, she started somewhere else a little bit smaller, a little bit more exclusive. I started working for a company called Soho House when I was just turning 20 years old in Manhattan. British private members club for those in creative industries. It was amazing. I was in love with the brand, the people, the vibe, the aesthetic. It truly was fantastic when, when I was given that opportunity to work there. When I joined Soho House, the marketing and membership department was two people. So obviously we wore many hats and I think that was what was so amazing about the opportunity because, you know, you learn by doing. Her early experiences were guided by one of the most influential people in hospitality and the club's founder. Nick Jones, who is the founder of Soho House and a mentor of mine, you know, if it wasn't fun and exciting and it didn't live up to the taste level that it should, then we shouldn't do it. He always stuck true to that. And I think, you know, you gain such experience by doing. And you know, getting practical experience, trying new things, and really immersing yourself in the culture of things can unlock a tremendous amount. I wasn't keen on having a job description. I just wanted 
to learn, grow, and do. There's this sense of confidence with Lauren that's really infectious. She gives me this impression there's nothing she's unprepared for. And it's true because she really has seen it all, whether out of circumstances or her own initiative. To that point about initiative, I think there are certain times where things are out of our control. There's nothing we can do. But sometimes people get consumed with waiting for the opportunity only to be sort of disappointed when it doesn't fall into our hands or it doesn't work out. Right, because a lot of people focus on the element of luck. And in doing so, they don't think about the elements of time and effort and where and how you spend it. I definitely think you can put in time and effort on a singular sort of trajectory. But there are also times when if you take control of the narrative and own it, you can push yourself to new experiences, force yourself to make difficult decisions. And I think this all sort of pays off in the long run. And to that point, over the course of Lauren's six-year career at Soul House, she was always looking for new opportunities, always asking questions. And with that, Nick Jones always kind of created new jobs for me that didn't exist because I asked and I was able to fulfill them, not only just in what, what they were in theory meant to be, but I fulfilled them in a way that was more so than just the task at hand. Ever since I was young, I was always very independent. I always kind of just did things on my own. I couldn't wait until I was able to move out of my house and be able to work and earn for a living. I'm extremely fortunate to have been raised by incredible parents who always believed in me with whatever I wanted to pursue. My curiosity of the world and what it had to offer was extremely strong and it still stands today. Lauren's parents gave her license to pretty much do whatever she wanted. And so with that blessing, she began to establish her own way of doing things. This in combination with having a drive to work and to connect with other people have really shaped her career. I was so eager to find my path through gaining experience and meeting new people. It's funny because school really wasn't my thing. I was more interested in working, interning at multiple places at one time, and ultimately just grinding. I think for most of us, the average nine to five grind is something we simply accept, even if we don't downright hate it. And if you take that even deeper to the next level, an accelerated grind is almost even more stressful for a lot of people. Yeah, except in Lauren's life, that was simply a part of keeping herself on her toes. Wherever life took her, she ran with it. There was no complaints. I've lived in eight different cities over the past 10 years. And I do really well actually adapting into new environments. I think it's mainly because I'm numb at this point, but I also enjoy change often, meeting new people and just having new experiences. I think what's important is, you know, try to learn as much as possible in advance 
by familiarizing yourself as much as you can. I think transitions sometimes can be stressful. So it's really important to take care of yourself during the process. Listen to people and be open. Life is long, honestly, and it's it's a journey. It's it's and I'm grateful for all of the different cities I've had the opportunity to live in and I look forward to what the future brings. When you hear Lauren speak, despite traveling and living in a ton of different places, she always has a sense of gratitude and optimism. But there's more to her getting the job done than those two traits. We talked about this earlier. Lauren doesn't wait around for things to happen to her in order to achieve the things she wants achieved. Doesn't leave room for waiting. Yeah, to that point, you don't just jump around city to city unless you have a plan or you can prove yourself to somebody that it's worth bringing you halfway across the world. If you're going to make opportunities for yourself, you have to prove that you can execute. Over the course of our conversation with Lauren, she was really open about her own methods and styles towards quote-unquote making moves and how marketing has a lot of carryover into other parts of your life. My first few steps in approaching any campaign product or brand is really knowing what problem we're trying to solve and ultimately who the audience is that we're trying to speak to. From there, you're able to gather insights to inform the approach of the strategy, which is pretty key. And then once you've done that homework, the marketing brief is developed. The brief ultimately determines, you know, what what kind of project results you're going to get back. So it's important to spend time making it really clear and concise. Listening to Lauren, it seems like a no-brainer, but often people don't think about preparation. They neglect to distill the information they have, and it seems like their strategy is just to fly in blind without considering what the potential problems could be. Yeah, one thing I really took away from Lauren's insights was how do you identify a problem and create a solution that everybody can get excited about? I tell my teams this all the time, you know, providing the critical information to complete the task is really important and taking the time to actually have the beginner's mind and brief people accordingly, you know, don't assume that people know. Provide them with as much information as possible. Describing the problem and the opportunity is more effective than merely hinting at the solution. And also inspire your teams when you're when you're creating the brief. So they're able to go and do, you know, the best work they could possibly do and be excited about it at the end of the day. Having heard what Lauren said there, how do you think this affects the openness and how does it influence the team dynamic? I think the openness comes in the form of communicating the team's goals and passions over an extended period of time. Lauren's perspective is that everyone is there for a larger picture and not for their own purposes. One fundamental thing I learned and I'm learning throughout my career is that it's not about what you can own at the end of the day. It's about what you can influence and the relationships are the fundamental foundation in doing. You definitely can't fault Lauren's perspective on the impact of a powerful point of view. 
and how it can kind of create a separation from you and the others. And it can even propel you forward. Do you think that point of view has more value now than it did before? I think that in our current social media dominated landscape, a large part of the game is simply pandering to the expectations of the masses. It's like, are you following a movement or are you creating your own movement? I think that adopting another person's point of view versus trying to figure out your own perspective can potentially stifle how far you can move forward or propel yourself forward. If you don't have a point of view at the table, you can easily get dismissed. And whether your point of view is good or bad, I think you should still have it and stand by it. I think it's better if you have an educated point of view and making sure you're thoughtful, but at least have one. And I think that's really, really critical. And I, you know, I can't stress that enough with with people that I meet on a consistent basis. What Lauren is saying is that you can't just have a POV. You also need to be committed to it and be able to defend it. And if you can do those things, then you're in a better position to influence your organization and the wider community. As a leader, it's our job to really set the bar, inspire and motivate teams to reach greatness. I say this time and time again, but it's really true. You are only as good as your team. And I think making time for your team, simply listening to them can help identify ways in which you can provide what is needed. I think acknowledgement is really important as well. Showing recognition for hard work and dedication will likely result in your team to continue to perform great. And the third thing is I think being transparent, sharing information, you know, with your team to make sure they feel like they're part of the larger conversations happening will ultimately help them do their jobs better and feel that much more connected to the bigger picture. Lauren's experiences have taken her across many different and highly respected organizations. But despite these increased resources and responsibilities, you feel that it doesn't really detract from the necessary human connection to get everybody on board and on the same page. I think good marketers are are people that are good communicators. Um, They're able to really articulate, develop, and present their marketing plans to various stakeholders so everybody understands what you're trying to do. I also think, you know, a good marketer is, is a great team player. I think bringing everyone along the journey educating everyone about what you're trying to do and you know having everybody really understand is is pretty critical in order to make the biggest impact. I say this to my team pretty often it's really not about what you can own but what you can influence. And I'd also say you know having a open mind creatively is really important so you're able to dream big about what the opportunity is at hand in order to market accordingly. What are your main takeaways from Lauren's story and message? One of my favorite learnings from Lauren has been, don't wait for things to happen. You just need to sort of take control of the situation, put yourself in uncomfortable spots. And on top of that, one thing Lauren's really big on is just connecting different worlds and understanding the perspectives of others. But while it seems like it's all there, I think there's another layer to it. And over the course of her experiences, she's refined it. 
I've always worked for brands and people I believe in. I think it's so important to be surrounded by people who inspire you, who are going to push you and ultimately make you better. I've always taken the liberty to meet people outside of my immediate constituent, not only at work, but in life, to really learn and get exposed to different worlds. Because sometimes if you don't look beyond what's in front of you, you just never know what the possibilities are. And everything that has come to me within my life and in my career is because I've just kind of put myself out there and, and haven't been afraid to explore, seek, and learn more. We spend a tremendous amount of time at work and honestly, you might as well have fun doing it and bring great enthusiasm and drive and motivation to it. You know, I'm obsessed with culture, entertainment, platforms, and content. And I really love figuring out how to bring new products and concepts to the world and fundamentally making an impact on people's lives.